Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Roz Lewis, another episode of GWBC Radio. This is where we have conversations to grow your business, and today's theme is mentoring your business to success. Welcome, Roz. Thank you, Lee. How are you doing this morning? I am doing great. You must be a little wiped out. You've been on the plane for a little bit. I have, but you know what? It's always exciting when you're able to um, network with other women businesses, celebrate um, with other corporations, and then meet to talk about how we build a strategy around growing women businesses and small businesses. And that's you were in in D.C. doing some of that work, kind of laying some foundational groundwork for this? Yes. The Women's Business Enterprise National Council, we um, hold our board meeting Mm -hmm. during this period of time in November. We meet three times a year. And also, we announce our women business stars. So there are 14 women business stars that are represented across this country that come to this event along with women businesses who are meeting to discuss how they can create opportunities and programs, development programs, that is, to grow businesses. So it's kind of best in class all coming together to share best practices and and kind of explore ways to work together? Absolutely. Wow, you must leave there so fired up and inspired. I I do. You know, there's also um, an opportunity to get involved in some legislative um, issues as well. Um, on the Hill, we are partnered with an organization called WIP, Women Impacting Public Policy, mm-hmm. um, that's led by Candace Waterman. And it's always great to find out what or how the needle is moving regarding some legislative issues, um, as it relates to small business and how, um, our congressmen and senators can help us grow. Those businesses. And then in this room, every month we get to talk to uh, a lot of amazing Atlanta folks, and this is no exception. And we're going to talk about how mentoring can really um, kind of accelerate your growth. Yes, yes. So who who do you have with you today? Well, you know, we are going to have an exciting show today because our special guest is Lisa Miller, who's the first vice president of supplier diversity, and Adam Moore, Strategic Supplier Diversity Manager at SunTrust Banks, soon to be Truist Financial Services. And we have Liddy Brown, who's the president and co-owner of Speed Pro Marietta. So they both, all three of them, have been involved in a mentoring program, mm-hmm. um, a program that actually that the Greater Women's Business Council has had for over 10 years. Right. So this, if, is, this has been part of the DNA of this organization for a long time. Exactly. But I got one more announcement to make right, about the, uh, about a couple of people mm-hmm. here that we have today. And that is we're just coming off the heels of our annual award celebration that we had last week. And we have two winners sitting here with us. Wow. Right. Adam Moore received our Buyer of the Year Award. Yep. So congratulations mm-hmm. on Thank that. Thank you very much. And Lisa Miller received our voice award. So we're very excited about Thank having you, him today. Well, this is exciting. We'll get to hear a little bit about that, I hope. But um, we're going to talk about how SunTrust um, mentors, is that 
with the game plan? Well, it's not just SunTrust. Mm-hmm. It's about mentoring, period. Just they, in general. Just in general. Um, Lisa Miller is the chair of the certi- of certification. She's mentor the chair protege. of the mentor <laughs> protege program mm-hmm. um, at the Greater Women's Business Council and has done a phenomenal job in engaging our women businesses to mentor each other as well as having corporate members mentor our women businesses also. But this information is for any business um, of how they can incorporate mentorship, which we all need, um, in order to grow your business. All right. So you want to jump in there, Lisa, and explain kind of your vision of of mentoring and protege, how it all can work together? Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little bit about our program at the Georgia Greater Women's Business Council. So as Ross stated earlier, uh, the Mentor Protege program has been around for a while. Um, over the last few years, I became the chair and started uh, revamping it and kind of bringing it to um, the um, type of mentoring that we have today, which is one-on-one mentoring before we had group mentoring. Um, but the women-owned businesses that were in that group mentoring environment needed that one-on-one interaction mm-hmm. and more time with their mentor. So over the last because that way they can address specific right issues right they have more time right. to be able to meet with their mentor or talk about some of those goals that they've established for themselves and it's only a nine month program so there's not a whole lot of time to get things done right um, so the last couple of years we had one on one mentoring last year we had seven mentor protege pairs this year we had eight so it grows each year mm-hmm. and it's basically for small women-owned certified women-owned businesses that are under five hundred thousand dollars in annual revenue and then we pair them with corporate mentors or larger women-owned uh, certified women-owned businesses that are at least three million dollars in revenue and we've have two great examples here with us today about how those program how that program has benefited both ways for the mentor and the protege this last year with Liddy and her business uh Speed Pro Marietta and then Adam uh serving as a mentor in the program. Mm-hmm. And then uh so in your vision of this was it what what do you need more of like do you need more um business people to raise their hand and say I I want to be mentored, or do you need more corporates to say, hey, I'm willing to mentor? We need both. Mm-hmm. We need both. We need um, women-owned businesses who are ready and willing to be mentored and have the time to work with a mentor one-on-one. A lot of times, women-owned businesses, especially if you're small, you're in your business, every part right. of your business every day. And so you really don't set aside strategic time to be able to work on your business, right? You're working so much in and so mentoring really takes you out of your business and says, okay, you have to allocate some time to be able to fo- to focus on this, right? Because that's the only way you're going to v- develop long-term strategies to help your business grow. So we're looking for women-owned businesses who are ready to take the next step to be mentored. And then also for mentors who are corporate representatives like Adam, could be in supply diversity, could be in procurement, mm-hmm. could be in other areas. Um, and also larger women-owned businesses who've been there, done that, you know, know where the pitfalls are and are able to commit time to be a mentor in the program. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you give the mentor some structure? Because it seems like they wouldn't know what, where to even begin. You know, yeah. I guess just yeah. ask general questions yeah, and just we do. kind of meander around. Or? We do. We have guidelines and we have... Um, 
three to four group sessions where all of the mentors and the protégés get together and we have uh, subject matter experts that come in to talk about key specific areas that maybe you could focus on in your business. So one may be technology, one may be uh, strategic planning, you know, financial um, analysis of your organization, you know, how to determine if you're financially healthy. Um, and so we have group sessions where we bring subject matter experts in to talk about those key areas. But during the course of the nine months, you know, we um, uh, suggest that the mentor-protege pair meet for at least one time a month. Now, many of them have met for at least two times a month, whether mm-hmm. virtual or in person. But you really have to establish that bond quickly and know that you're going to be able to work together as a team because you could have different styles. Right. So it has know. to be a good fit. That's part of the fit, challenge right? too, and, to right, make right. the right match. And so when you, when we match, and this is typically something that the committee does, is we look at both, we interview everyone. We interview the protégés, we interview the mentors. We want to get a feel of, you know, what, what they're needing from the program, what they have to offer, um, what are their needs, you know, how they work. Where they located, that's a big deal, sure. right? Because uh, G, uh, GWBC covers not only Georgia, but the Carolinas. So we don't want to put a mentor in Georgia with somebody who's in the Carolinas. They probably would never get a chance to meet, right? right. And so we're looking at location. We're looking at industry. Does your in, is it a fit? Is it a complementary industry? Personality, uh, experience, years in business, all of that goes into the, the matching process. So it's a secret Secret formula that we use. <laughs> you have an algorithm for and that. A, yeah, <laughs> kind of a mental algorithm, and then we uh, we match um, those pairs accordingly. So, Liddy, you know, you've already gone through the experience of um, being a part of the mentor protege. What made gave you that decision, or you know, how did you make that decision to even think that you needed a mentor? Uh, Funny you'd ask that. A, a lot of small businesses like myself, uh, we get so caught up, I think Lisa said it, in the business. And when you stop and realize, you know, I need some help. I need some other thought, some other thinking that's greater than what I know. Uh, and so I wanted my business, I wanted to be far enough along to kind of know what I was doing a little bit so that I would know what to ask a mentor or what I would need from the mentor. So uh, I've all, my business now six years old. And so, you know, you're talking right at that point. Uh, if had I thought about it afterwards, after being in it, I probably would have done it a year or two sooner. <laughs> uh, but uh, the timing was good for me to be able to step back and say, hey, I'd like for somebody else that has a different set of experience to see what we're doing, uh, show them where we think our our uh, pitfalls are and gain some knowledge uh, from that person. And so it was a good time, uh, a good fit for me. I think a lot of people shy away from it because you have to be open. You have to be willing to say, you know, I need some help, first of all, and I don't know everything that I that I think I know uh, and willing to open up your, you know, your uh, kimono and show them, you know, here where I, here's where my warts are and that I'm looking for some help. Right. And that um, the ability to be vulnerable and kind of humble, it's kind of not everybody's superpower when you have your own business. Right. Because everybody's looking at you like, you know what you're doing. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. People think that, oh, oh you've got this. You're going to do great. You're right. fine. And you're sitting there saying, 
I don't have this. I don't have this. You know, I need some help. Yeah. Right. And it's a lonely place. I mean, you know, to from what yeah. I, the conversations that I've had with a lot of small businesses is once you get, you know, it's it's I just applaud every small business that's able to be in business over three years. I mean, that's an accomplishment right there. Mm-hmm. But it's a lonely place. I mean, you're out there. You're doing your best, um, you know, with what you know and the people that you have. You're responsible for maybe some headcount. Right. Right. Uh, these people are dependent upon you. Mm-hmm. And who do you turn to to at least get validation on what you're doing? Is that the correct way or am I doing it the right way? And a lot a lot of the feedback I've received is, you know, it was great to be able to be validated to mm-hmm. understand that I am on the right road um, and to have someone to give me me a listening ear to hear you know, some of the struggles that I've have because they don't have that person to be able to share that information with. They can't share it with their, their employees. Exactly. That's being too vulnerable, right? <laughs> yes. Um, they may not want to be able to share it with their partner, um, you know, in the business or, you know, their senior leadership, but who else can they share that information with? Yeah. But don't you think that is a part of leadership being able to recognize those areas that you need to grow in? You know, that is one of the things that mostly are, uh, are going to come out in the whole mentoring relationship. And most definitely. And, you know, it's funny you'd say that because, you know, I spent most of my career in corporate and in, in uh, senior leadership roles, and it is very different when you own your own business because you get used to uh, in a corporate environment that there are people above you that you know you can go to. They promote uh, mentoring and things like that. Well, when you get out and you're running your own business, you don't have that circle of people already around you. And if you are, are not a leader that's either used to that or comfortable in that, then you will shy away from uh, getting that help that you need. And so uh, this program, I, I like what Lisa said about being validated. It is not necessarily somebody helping you fix what's broken, uh, but to really show you that, hey, this path you're on is a good path. Maybe, you know, think about doing this or think about doing that. Uh, and the mentor isn't there to say, you know, tell you what to do and how to run your business. It's really to give you some focus and direction uh, that helps us say, okay, well, yeah, I am doing that. So now let me tweak that a little bit. Or, you know, I like that idea, you know, from a strategic plan. I need to document something differently or what I'm doing with my employees, you know, and how do I, you know, do I hire? Do I, you know, uh, get contractors? There's so many things that you can ask. Uh, but what I liked about what Lisa and the team did was to come up with what are the two or three things you want to focus on? So you're not trying to cure world hunger. And uh, it, you know, it just had allowed you to just be a little bit more um, focused in rifle shooting um, versus just, you know, pelleting everywhere. So uh, I thought that was a, a major part of the program. Now, I understand what's in it for you. You're getting this knowledge and this kind of validation. What's in it for the mentor? The mentor, uh, Adam, you yep. you were the mentor. So mm-hmm. talk about what you're gaining out of this in terms of, uh, you know, your job or just right. is it personal? This makes you feel good. You're sharing wisdom. You know, you've been there and done that. So you're going to share some of that. Like what what does the mentor get out of this? Right. And, you know, if you're a mentor and you don't walk away enlightened and educated yourself, you weren't doing your job to begin with. I very much stick to the old adage as a mentor, steel, sharpen steel. So I'm not there to mold them, right? We're just going to sharpen each other's business skills. And I love it when uh, we're having a discussion and, and the, the, the mentee and myself are just kind of really getting in the weeds of some things. And my own dogmatics in business are challenged, right? I'll say something and my mentee will be like, I don't think that's going to work here. And I'll be like, 
you know, you have that moment of like, how dare you? <laughs> right. But to have that challenge back, to get the pushback right. and then to have to work through it yourself, you kind of as the as the mentor, you get validated. Right. Because yeah. there's oftentimes in corporate America, you're like, does anybody really appreciate what I do sometimes? But then to I have that. You. You <laughs> <laughs> My current boss appreciates me a lot. Uh, uh, but you 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 get that ability to kind of exercise your own business acumen mm-hmm. as well too. So there's a lot there's a a, a lot in it. Uh, for me also, there's a lot of friendships and, and personal growth that comes along in it too. You know, you if you're unaffected by the relationship, again, like I said, you you weren't doing it right. Yeah. Well, you always you know want to be in a position of learning. You know, I always say right. there is not an opportunity where you should not take advantage of learning. And to your point, the value add of the mentor-protege relationship is the fact that you learn from each other. You learn a lot. You, yeah. you, you learn a lot. And you get to learn about industries that you're not in, which is absolutely fascinating. And, you know, I, I say it all the time. Leaders learn. Right. And so that's on both sides of the island. So that's absolutely fantastic. And that's what this, this provides is a fantastic forum for that. Now, um, Liddy, why don't you share some kind of do's and don'ts? If you're a mentee, what are some kind of key learnings you took away from the experience? Like, what are some things that we could do it again? You would do it this way. You mentioned, like, start sooner. That was one thing. But what are some ways to get the most out of that mentor-mentee kind of relationship from your standpoint? Well, I will tell you, first of all, I do want to brag on my mentor, who is Patrick Deerberger from uh, Federal Reserve Bank. And... uh not only did we just grow a, a great business relationship, but back to what Adam said, just a great friendship. There were times he would say, man, I've learned so much from you, Liddy. And, you know, and you're thinking, man, I've learned so much from you. I don't, you know, you don't think you're sharing that much. Uh, but the two things that I will tell you that made the relationship work. Number one was that initial meeting that we had. And when I went to the Federal Reserve Bank, we sat down talked about each other, you know, tell me about you, tell me about your family, tell me a little bit about why you're doing this. How did you get into this business? Uh, and develop a rapport so that when you start to talk about the, the issues, it's a lot more comfortable. And so we set up, you know, uh, we're going to meet twice a month and uh, once on the phone and once uh, down there, uh, come out to see the studio and so we had some plans. So number one is what's the plan that you want to put in place and then uh, put that plan in place. But secondly, it's on the mentee to make sure that you're following up on the plan. Even if you're pushing your mentor, uh, I'm the one that's getting the benefit out of his time and, you know, his resources, uh, which was a major part of, of what I did. Uh, and so showing up, showing up on time, being prepared, uh, I think are critical things that you have to do, but having that first initial meeting and really kind of setting the, the, um, ground, you know, the groundwork of what you're going to do. Every one of us in the class, uh, had a different focus and a different direction and it fit with that person that you were working with. It, it wouldn't have fit with me to be with somebody else unless I shared that same kind mm-hmm. of direction that I wanted. Uh, and so to me, those are the things that are critical to make sure that it works. So the curation, going back to your earlier point, curating the right mentor-mentee relationship, that's ground zero. you got to get that right or else mm-hmm. you're going to have problems. Now, Adam, can you yeah. share some kind of best practices from a mentor standpoint? What's the best way for a mentor to get the most out of it? Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to challenge the objectives the protege put in front of you. 
Uh, I had a very good example this last time around where we, where when I sat down with my protege to begin with, there were like three things we we're going to accomplish. But when we kind of really started talking, I was like, I don't think we're even there yet to discuss these three things. So, um, being willing to kind of challenge those objectives, right? And from a business standpoint of view, uh, and then really being willing to have that you have to open yourself up. It's a lot for the protégés to come in there and, like we say, open the kimono and let them know. But unless there is that mutual trust between the two, you're really not going to do anything. So you've got to be prepared yourself to say, let me tell you where I failed. Let me tell you where I've fallen down. Let me tell you where the pitfalls I've hit along this similar road and be very open and honest with that. So that's a very best practice. Um, another thing for a mentor is I say find a mentor to mentor you while you're mentoring. Honestly, That's I mean, yeah. yeah, I, I've, really I, good. I, and luckily the chairperson for the program also happens to be my boss at the bank. So I'm able to walk into her office and go, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually did that like once or twice this last year. I walked in and said, I, I don't know what to say any longer, you know, and, and so to be able to sit down and then discuss that with her, then I was able to go back to my protege and go, okay, refresh, renewed, ready to talk about this again. So I think it's always an excellent idea for, a mentor to have somebody themselves to run it because you're not going to know everything. And I found myself in that same thing too. I, we were discussing questions about an, an area and, and, a, and a vertical that I have zero, absolutely zero knowledge in. Uh, because when we, when we broke it down and we figured out where the areas were that we really needed to work on, the areas she needed to work on were really way outside my field of specialty. And I had to actually reach back into Roz's organization, the GWPC, truly thank goodness that that is such a wide swath of businesses and bring some people in and say, okay, I need to run this by you. I need you to go talk to her now, that type of thing. So as a, as a mentor, don't be afraid to reach into your bag of contacts and bring them to the fray also because we're, we would be dangerous if we thought we knew it all. That's right. And Roz, this must be so rewarding to you to see how everybody, everybody kind of works together. There's a role for everybody in this kind of ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, um, all businesses, really should have three key people within their organization, meaning attached to their organization. And it's, and it's also for corporate America too. So it's also for your career path. And it talks about having an advisor, you know, you have a mentor and then you have a sponsor. You have someone that sponsors you and that's, and the sponsors more on the career side because you need someone in there fighting for you as you're trying to move up the corporate ladder. But that advisor, as Adam just mentioned, of going out and seeking that particular subject matter expert is what you want. And those people aren't constantly there. Now, your mentor, to your point, they're the ones no good, the bad, the ugly about you. You know, however, that allows you to be surrounded by all of the resources that you need in order to be able to scale your business. And, and even more so as a leader, you know, it, more so than anything, because as you say, you can't go to your employees, although there are times you can go to them too, because they need to be your SMEs as well, right? Your subject matter experts on certain things, but you shouldn't um, let that be a deterrent. You shouldn't let that get in the way of how you're going to um, continuously expand and grow and become especially innovative, you know, in developing your business. And and I'm glad to hear that that's what we're talking about today, because I think our listening audience needs to know that, because I know the majority of them have been thinking that. 
Let me. Can I add one thing? Sure. Uh, you had mentioned asked what were the uh, the do's and don'ts, and I talked about the things to to do well. Uh, one one of the major things that I want to press upon people because it come if you're going into the role as a mentee looking to just do business with that mentor, right. then mm-hmm. you're not there for the right reason. Right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And so in our business, getting corporate business is a, a big part of what we're trying to, you know, trying to do. Uh, but I wasn't trying to go into uh, with Patrick and say, okay, how much revenue can I get out of the bank? You know, how much can I sell? Um, because that's not what the, the focus has got to be. And if that is your focus, one, it's going to narrow down to just one thing and you're never going to get what you really need right. out of it to grow the business. Uh, and if in fact you're talking and you're building a relationship, those things will come, uh, during the course of that time. And for us, we were fortunate to, uh, uh, to get a contract that was not actually from my mentor, but that he connected us with somebody within the organization. Uh, that was not even in Georgia that we were able to secure the business. Uh, but it hadn't, uh, it was not part of, uh, you know, here's my, you know, three things I want to do. My three things were our, um, staffing and, and management, our strategic plan and our marketing, uh, plan and direction. Those were the three, uh, pillars that we were focused on. Uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, and then, you know, revenue. We want revenue, but we want that to come as a offset of what we were able to do and learn and teach and find out about the organization. Yeah. Right, right. This isn't a sales call. Like right. this is right. your the the heart you have to have going into this is I'm open to learning and I want to kind of grow. Like you were saying, right. strategically, it's not buy my right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It can't be that. But now I think it's important, Liddy, to also for the small business person, especially. It's easy to kind of think you're on an island and that there isn't help available. And there is help available. It's just a matter of kind of partnering with the right resources, getting involved with the right associations. But there's a lot of willing people that want to help. It's just you have to be kind of vulnerable and humble enough to ask. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I will tell you, though, uh, being a part of GWBC helps to make those things available. You know, so, you know, when you go to, uh, you know, the small events table of eight, you know, if you go to uh, when we went to North Carolina and uh, and even here out at Gwinnett uh, and we're going you go to those events, you meet people there. Uh, not just from the classes and the classes are great and the workshops are really good from a learning, but you also have time to just talk to people that you've met that you know are in business. Some of my, you know, best business friends now are all in the organization and we talk, you know, about what's happening and you don't see each other. Uh, because you're out trying to run your business until you come together to one of the events. And, uh, and then it's just like you hadn't, you know, saw each other yesterday, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's relationship. It's taking advantage of your certification. You're paying for it. You've got to go in, take advantage of that. And you've got to, you know, uh, spend some time getting to know people and learning. And then those people share not only advice, but they share customers and they send people to you and you grow your business that way. So what were some of your aha moments? I mean, and, you know, Liddy or Adam, you know, you can take this. And mm-hmm. even Lisa, you know, of the whole mentor-protege relationship. Surely you had to have some oh, yeah. during the process. I had, well, I had one. Um, I won't say I had, I had more than one, but one aha moment, really, when you look 
around and saw the people that were in the program. It is amazing to me. Like I said, I spent all my most of my career in corporate. The number of small businesses that do so many different things. Nobody in our class did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you think mm-hmm. about it. If you think about all seven of us, eight of eight. us, mm-hmm. every business was not even, you know, you can say, hey, that's kind of a spinoff. Uh-uh. They were just from one extreme to another. And uh, and you're sitting back saying, wow, how did you get into that? You know, how did you do that? Uh, and so you really realize that there's a lot out there, uh, a lot of business you can help and support uh, that you just didn't realize it was a small business that got it going. Mm-hmm. And Adam, surely, I mean, you mentioned earlier a couple that you had right. to go to Lisa about. So. <laughs> That was the first aha moment. <laughs> that, that was the big aha moment. We were both we were both having an aha moment. It's like a group session. Um, it's okay to have a personal discussion with your protege, and I mean with with mine, it literally came down to an hour of, "Are you really sure you want to be in business right now?" And it's okay to say that to your protege. Sometimes you have to say kind of the harder things, not mean, you know, you're not going to be mean about it by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination, but to just get real. I so mean, straight that was a, talk, straight talk, straight talk and go, you've got to look me in the eyeballs right now. And you've got to commit that you're in this for the next five years, because if not, we, we need to have a different discussion, you know, and, and to realize it's okay to do that. And sometimes that's the conversation that needs to happen. It's not always, Raw, raw, raw. Let's go get them. Let's put together a strategic plan. Let's talk about branding. I mean, the fun stuff. That's kind of the fun, exciting stuff to talk. Sometimes it's okay. Let, let's sit down, and have a heart to heart, and let's really talk about: is is this for you? Are you cut out to do this? So basically, what it's doing is level setting yeah. expectations. Yeah, and literally looking in at that, you know, from an ideation standpoint yep. of determining how you're going to be able to make this a reality, and yep. do you have what it takes. Right. In order to be able to stay there for the long. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. the long haul. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, that's kind of, that was one of my biggest aha moments this time around was really just, it's okay to do that. And then, um, be expected for them to say yes and then continue to push. And that, that was, that was, that was very rewarding. Very rewarding. Now, Lisa, when you're, uh, do you have any advice for other kind of enterprises out there that aren't really embracing this mentor protege kind of model? Like, what would you tell them, uh, if, you know, any advice regarding, hey, if you're going to start this, these are some things you should be doing and not doing, or this is a framework that might work for you? I think, and and I'm just going to give the aha moment for me was, um, before I answer that question, um, is, you know, a lot of these, um, women owned businesses had personal stories mm. before they even went into business and hearing some of those personal stories of how people got to where they are. I mean, you know, some of them almost made me tear up some of those stories. Um, but to see the resilience of these businesses, it really was so encouraging. And every year when I talk to these women owned businesses and hear their stories and hear why they want to be in the program, it just motivates me to continue doing it. So I love doing this, but it's, it's personal for me because I want to help people achieve success in life. And I understand where they've been and I understand where they're trying to go. And if, if there's any way that I can be of use and, and be helpful, I will be happy to do that. 
Uh, I've often, I don't know if I've told Roz, I've often told my husband, I said, if I won a million dollars, I would definitely throw it into this program because I just think it needs. We will take it. That's numbers. Personal money. Personal money. Um, but I think, you know, organizations that are looking to do this, I think it's, it, it's something you really need to sit back and put a plan against. You need to have committed resource, a person that's wanting, you know, raising their hand to volunteer and has the time to do it and is committed to do a good job at it. Uh, you don't want to just throw something together because it will show, your, the results will show in the type of program that you have. But if you want to start small, um, I mean, it could be just an informal gathering of people, mm-hmm. you know, just coming together, networking, like Liddy was mentioning. A lot of times when you're in business, um, you know, like you're working so much in your business, you don't get a chance to go out and meet other business owners. But you would find if you did, they're sharing the same challenges that you have. Right. Mm-hmm. And just being able to talk to these people and to share ideas in a comfortable and confidential setting is, you know, that's the first step, right? And understand that what goes stay uh, is discussed in the room stays in the room, right? So what happens yes. in Vegas stays. What happens in Vegas, in Vegas right. stays in Vegas. Exactly. You know, you talk about some things. You may, you know, get together for coffee or tea or whatever and just chat. You know, have some discussion and then you might agree to do this on a on a uh, structured, you know, setting, you know, once a month, once a quarter, whatever. Even doing that is helpful. Um, and I think, you know, that's where these programs start. And then they start talking about, well, you know, we need we need expertise in this area. and We really need to hear from somebody about how we can do X, Y, Z. Then you start putting structure around that because mm-hmm. you're going to have to bring those people in. Of course, we are, we're always bringing in people for free. So, <laughs> so, so there's no, you know, we don't have to uh, dish out any money for that. But, you know, starting small, uh, with a committed group of people who are willing to share, be vulnerable with each other and help each other and support each other. That's where you start. Now, when you're building the structure for the program, are you building any kind of metrics or metrics that matter that show that, hey, we are making progress, there is a high five at the end of this? Yes, we do surveys. Um, and throughout the program, we actually have reporting um, that we um, request from the protégés so they can tell us where they are. You know, as far as their goals, you know, are they, have they started working on them? You know, what the progress has been? Have they completed it or whatever? And then at the end of the program, when we have our final graduation, then they do a, a five minute, five to 10 minute presentation to talk about what their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities were at the beginning of the program, you know, how they've been able to uh, achieve against those goals at the end of the program and what their future plans are. Mm-hmm. And so we have all of that information and understand, you know, what progress they have been able to make through the nine month program. So literally, one of the things I think that's always key, too, is the fact that, um, you know, we're not mentioning the T word enough is that trust. Mm-hmm. Because going into those settings, as you're saying, whether it's formal or informal, you're going to have to trust the person that you're talking to, that they are going to be knowledgeable enough to share information or even say, I don't know. You know, and that's what you're looking for yeah. as well. Um, you know, but we do encourage any business to make sure that they have, um, the, especially the leaders, to have a mentor or even for your employees within to have some type of mentorship that takes place within your organization. You know, there's a saying, there are enough mistakes that have been made. You don't have to create new ones, That's right. so you know, true. that you can learn from those existing ones. And so you want to find someone who's kind of gone through some of the things that you've gone through, you know, as well, that can align and have that empathy and understanding. But then are you willing 
to change. Right. And do the work. Right. Mm -hmm. And do the work that's necessary, you know, to make those adjustments that's needed. And then what happens when they complete the program? Is there like an alumni group where they hang out? Well, we were (laughs) planning for that for 2020, actually. So, um, yeah, we were talking about that at our at our last committee meeting. So we will have an alumni group that actually mm-hmm. will start coming to some of the group sessions. Because they can be future mentors. Correct, correct. Right. And I'm always drafting mm-hmm. people. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so we're planning for that in 2020 uh, to have an alumni group because, you know, there are people that have gone through the program that have seen a lot of great success, and they certainly would be able to share with mm-hmm. the people coming into the program and serve as a beacon of hope for those people coming into the program that there is there is a rainbow at the end of the tunnel, right? Um, and that they can aspire to do exactly what these other companies have been able to do. And yeah. Lee, as you mentioned, you know, saying, you know, how that reciprocity works of, of coming back, we have had some protégés that have become mentors mm-hmm. as well. So that's showing a success story as well sure. because that means they're mm-hmm. growing and feel comfortable enough to be able and to they want take to pay on it forward. Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and pay it forward. You know, one thing that uh, Lisa said that uh, when you asked about the process or the program itself, uh, there are two things from from me from a mentee, uh, from a protege that I thought was very critical to our success, and that was one: we had to turn in those reports <laughs> at the end of the quarter, so you couldn't get you know you couldn't get back and say, "Oh man, I haven't done anything." Mm-hmm. So uh, you had to turn those in, which to me, holding us accountable for actually doing right. what we needed That's to do. That's valuable just for the, that exercise. Yeah, just that <laughs> makes you step back and say, okay, now have I, am I on track? Right. Uh, and then have to say, are you there? Are you working on it? You know, Or have or, you not started Exactly. Yet? And so, then how come you haven't? <laughs> right. And then the second one, uh, when, you, when you think in the program, because we didn't know what to expect, you're thinking you're going to be with your protege for your mentor for most of that time but then when we had the sessions we had three sessions that were group sessions Mm -hmm. where you actually had some training we had the finance training uh the marketing training and so you were able to come together as a group so there was some group um so there uh, you had a cohort yeah of the other the rest of the rest of us and so to me that really added to the program along with because then you took that information uh, and those learnings back to your meeting with your with your mentor and talk about how did you know how does that fit in right. to what you're trying to do? So I thought that was a it made the program very well rounded. So the co- cohort component where you all got together because you're all going through similar things individually yeah. and sharing yeah. best and practices sharing. exactly. Right. Right. So yeah. that was one of the focus areas of yeah. the group session is to talk about best practices. Right. You know, and any challenges. I yeah. mean, when Liddy was talking about you know you can't come into the program thinking that this is the way you're going to get revenue. Or, you know, increase right. your customer base. So we actually had to turn down two women-owned businesses because that was their only focus. Right. So that's not a right fit for this So that's type not of a right program, fit right. for this type of program. You know, if, if that's the only thing you want to do, right. this Join program a regular is, networking yeah. thing. And, or, right. you, know, uh, you know, get some business development person in your right. organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you come in it with that attitude, you're not going to get anything out of it because your mind is just, just closed to mm-hmm. experiencing right. any other opportunities to in, you know improve your business. Yeah, it was amazing to me, even in our sessions, and you'll think about this, when somebody brought up, you know, an issue or a question, how the rest of the group 
question. He said, okay, now you put that up there. Now, how are you going to do that? You know, or had mm-hmm. you thought about this? So, so there was a lot of peer, peer, peer to peer accountability, right? That, you know, that sounds great, but you know, are you sure that that's really what you want, you know, or explain a little bit more? So you couldn't get away with just throwing something out there and not think you were going to get challenged by, you know, the rest of the group, which was in a very trusting, learning, open, nobody felt um, that they were being exposed. Uh, it was all for the betterment and the, and the good of those businesses. And so I thought that was, and that kind of made that program really feel connected. You know, we all feel really connected with each other Did and the, with the other mentors. Was mm-hmm. there yeah, a, um, totally. was there a forum for the cohort to engage throughout the, the nine months? Outside of the sessions, Right. Only if you did it one-on-one, just right. because I knew. So that might be an interesting component to this, to give them a forum, mm-hmm. you know, a Slack channel or something, so they can have their own kind of group yeah. chat going well, we so had, they can share. We had uh, two uh, virtual calls, one yep. with the protégés, one with mm-hmm. the mentors, and really that those calls were set up so I could hear some honest feedback on yeah. how everyone right. was doing, Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, because you didn't want to, you know, say something about your mentor mm-hmm. right. and, right. you know, that and your mentor's on the phone. So we had two different calls. Um, you know, Which just I thought to, was great. Just that to call too. in, check in, how's mm-hmm. it going? And so, you know, at those calls, we could, you know, have follow up calls if we heard anything that was needed right. to be re- remediated because there was an issue. Yeah. And not all the, not all the mentoring pairs went very smoothly. I mean, you had sure. some that went yeah. extremely well. When humans yeah. were involved. Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you had some that didn't go too well. And that's where we, the committee had to intervene and, and have those discussions and right. kind of work those those issues out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk a little bit about uh, the American Express Small Business Saturday. Uh, when's that? And that's coming up, right? It is. You know, November 30th is the day. It's always right. the day after Black Friday. So say, after Black Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. That's Saturday uh, after Black Saturday. Friday yeah. is when it is. So the good news is Black Friday, you're always fighting for that one TV that they advertise for <laughs> <Right>. 29 99 <laughs> yeah, right? However, on um, small business Saturday, there's a great opportunity, you know, to support small businesses. And we're hoping that everyone that's listening to us will get an opportunity to go out and support, whether it's the restaurant, um, whether it's the small shops, whether it's your, um, you can even go to your favorite spa, you know, as long as it's owned, you know, right. by a small business, you know, Think about that and how we can generate so much revenue on that day. And it's a great opportunity to also talk to them, right? You're getting involved in your community as well. And I've been supporting small business for years, ever since they started the program. I have my favorite shops that I, I go to and, and, and um, purchase from. And keep in mind the holidays are coming up too, mm-hmm. you know, so that's another reason why you want to do it. So we hope, you know, that you continue to do this. And I'm going to challenge everyone. It is not about just Small Business Saturday that happens to be after Black Friday from the Thanksgiving holidays. How about choosing some additional Saturdays throughout the year and where we support and make a conscientious effort to, you know, go ahead and support small businesses. So I put that challenge to everyone, too. Yeah, I think it's important, especially in your local community. It's mm-hmm. a, it is a way because those are the businesses that are sponsoring stuff at the schools and their kids are going to the school. I mean, yep. 
It's and that's I don't know you probably uh, the banking folks probably know the stats like that's America right that's mm-hmm. where most yeah. businesses are those people yeah. right I don't it, think we yeah. could live without them really. no. I know I couldn't because no. I, right. I support small businesses every right. week <laughs> so <laughs> right. I, you know I, you know I couldn't I in my in my neighborhood there are so many small businesses that I have relied upon for several years and there's no way I could live a comfortable life without you know doing yeah. business with them I think it'd be interesting if people literally just wrote down all of the places that they go that are not part of a major corporation or major store outlet, they would be surprised how much business they actually are currently doing mm-hmm. with small businesses and just don't know it or not aware of mm-hmm. the impact that they're having. Right. Uh, and, you know, and so I challenge, you know, um, come see us on Monday. We're not open on Saturdays. Uh, if you need any, uh, any printing, if you need any banners or any signs, we yeah, can help you with. Online presence though, right? Uh, there you right. Go. Yes, you can. 24 yeah, seven, yeah, I'm sure. Speedpromarietta.com. Just go there and, uh, and shoot us an email and we'll, and just say we heard small business Saturday. Uh, uh, we've got our kit from American Express, who's been a, a big, um, I would say partner for us because we pay them every month. Uh, but we, uh, we, we really uh, rely on that type of, uh, credit that you get from American mm-hmm. Express and their focus on small businesses. Uh, but there are a lot of small businesses, like, like Lisa said, that you're just not really aware of. Even when you walk into the mall and the one-off shop, I, I there's a shop, uh, that sells, uh, it's called Transcending Tea. Uh, and they mm-hmm. moved out to, uh, they had two locations and now now in, uh, uh, town center, but it's, tea you know they have one of those little shops inside of the you know the mall and you know i drink a lot of tea i don't drink mm-hmm. coffee uh shea latte coffee i'm going to get some for my mom mm-hmm. for um uh, for thanksgiving because she's coming here and uh, she drinks coffee i don't but you start you start to think about man i know a lot of little small businesses mm-hmm. you know my cleaners you know oh, yeah that yep. i go to you don't even think about Dry cleaners yeah. hair, yeah. Salon, yeah. hair yeah. salon beauty yeah. salon nail salon all, all the that. salons all of that yeah every salon <laughs> every yeah. salon yeah right and so when you're working so. with them you're giving i mean you're impacting their family like this yeah. is, yeah. This exactly. is a, oh, yeah. it's a personal thing you exactly know? it's really unbelievable because we've done financial impact studies so looking at supplier diversity right. we, you know we want to know what is the downstream impact Talk about an aha moment. I mean, when I saw a report that we had done and you saw the direct and indirect, I mean, truly the downstream ripple effect is unbelievable. The amount of families you're helping and then right. the, the families inside those communities and you're helping those communities job and creation. job creation and opportunity right. creation. It is absolutely astounding. So you actually can do a lot with a little just by making a purchase at, you know, your local tea shop or your favorite salon. I mean, it, it truly makes a big impact in the communities at those places sit in. So yeah, this is just not just doing well for small businesses, but it's helping small businesses impact those communities. Impacting those communities helps all of us. So right. it's it, crucial. It, it's one of those things where like GWBC is so instrumental and, and your support, Sancho's support of them is so instrumental because those, nobody gives them the time of day. This little shop right mm-hmm. like they're out there battling on their own they're trying to figure things out and they don't you know they might know a little bit about what they're doing but they're going boldly forward they're risking a lot and you know with a, a kind of a, a small reward sometimes you know they're just staying alive when organizations like yours Roz, and SunTrust can go and help and give them a leg up and accelerate their growth and give them maybe some shortcuts or kind of smooth out that learning curve it makes a big difference and they are most businesses. That's what most businesses look like. They look like the mom and pop shop, 
you know, mm-hmm. which, is, yeah. which is true. And, you know, the economic viability, you know, we, we don't stress that enough of the impact that they are making, you know, in the communities. We cannot do without them. You right. Know? But they're little. So any one of them isn't making a tremendous impact. So they don't get the headlines where like the big organizations kind of take all the air out of the room because they're, you know, one move by them makes a big is news. But we've got to focus on that starfish. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. That gotta, starfish. You, you can help that one. This, you, so you can help, help that, that one. one. Right. You right. can save that one. So that, to me, is what's um, so important and realizing it. And even if you don't purchase this Saturday, you know, on that Saturday, go in and say thank you. Thank right. you for being in business. Thank you for hiring that young right. kid, you know, who needs that experience in order to now put that on yeah. their resume. Right. That will, you know, give them an opportunity with the next company. So that in itself is where we need to show the value Mm -hmm. of what our small businesses does for us, you know, in the community. And we could not thrive without them. Mm -hmm. And I I Mm want to add, too, though, there's uh, from the B2B side, business to business side. Uh, one of the, the uh, successes that we've had is that when we partner with other small businesses, to then call on uh, the larger companies right. like the SunTrust or the mm-hmm. university. And so, or, you know, uh, part of, I think, uh, the program isn't so much that, you know, I'm trying to get a direct job, but if I can get, uh, you know, a different, another printing company to go in with me to do a part of the job that I don't do, right, and you're the two together. of us together right. go in, mm-hmm. and we're able to win that contract. And, you know, we're able to, uh, you know, provide those services uh, there's a lot of business to business that if we rely and use each other, that will then get us to uh, those larger opportunities. I think that's one of the things that uh, GWBC pushes all the time. You know, are you doing business with each other? Right. You know, what can you do to help drive that business uh, just because you need that services yourself? Right. And then how do you work together to then go after um, businesses or go after jobs that might be larger in scope? So now, um, Ron, so the mentor protege is, that's a everyday thing happening, right? Like this is something year round or nine months out of the year that you're working on. So, and probably the other three months you're planning for the nine months, right? We are. As a matter of fact, we're in the planning stages now. And so we will launch, um, 2020's mentor protege program next January. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've already started our application process. Yes, you must be a certified, um, woman owned business of the Greater Women's Business Council in order to be considered, uh, to be a part of the mentor protege program. But, you know, this message is also, you know, to the corporations, you know, as well. Is this an incentive for you to get certified as a woman owned business? Yes. But, not only with our organization, look at other organizations that you can be a part of and find out if they have a mentor protege program. If mm-hmm. they don't, challenge them, right. you know, to start one, you know, just as we were challenged to start one because we saw that as a need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things, you know, that we must say about our mentoring, there, there was a strong reason why we did it. Because believe it or not, that's the number one challenge for women businesses is identifying mentoring mm-hmm. um, and mentors, you know, and advisors, you know, for their business. So that and access to capital. So we got SunTrust here. That's why the, they're here. Yeah. <laughs> they they check a lot of boxes. In the room too, you know, that money, they need money um, in order to support those contracts. But I, I do challenge other organizations, if you don't, 
um, and start it yourself. You know, it doesn't mean that um, you've constantly got to look for someone else. You be the change that you want to see, mm-hmm. you know, in the world. Who said that? Gandhi? <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. So smart I, guy. I encourage you. Very smart guy. <laughs> so now um, if somebody, Lisa, wants to get involved with the mentor protege going forward, are you the point person for this or next I, year as well? Or, or your term is the- up? No, I'm still in the program, I think. <laughs> She's still the chair. I'm still the chair for now. Um, so what yes. do you need more of, and how can we help you? Uh, we need both, mentors and protégés. Uh, like Raj was stating, the application has gone out already for uh, protégés to apply for the program, and there is a deadline of January 3rd mm-hmm. for that um, application. If you did not receive an application, then please contact the Greater Women's Business Council. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roz, uh, I don't know what address that would be. The website? But they probably can, on the website. Yes, they can yeah. contact us at the website at gwbc.org. Mm-hmm. We just changed our URL. Mm-hmm. So gwbc.org, you'll be able to contact us. And that'll have, they can get all the information they need to apply for that. And then mm-hmm. what about the enterprise level um, companies that if they wanted to get involved from a mentorship standpoint? They can contact me directly. Um, by uh, emailing me at uh, supplier.diversity at suntrust.com. Now, is this, are you looking for specific types of talent to be the mentors, or you'll take anybody that's... Uh, we'll take anybody that's ready, willing, and, and able. Uh-huh. And there's training to... Do, they don't have to come in knowing stuff. That right. You're going to help yeah. them. So kind what of. we typically do is, is we set up a 30-minute call to have mm-hmm. a conversation, explain to them what the expectations are, the, the structure of the program, see where their interest lies, where their capabilities and skills lie, and, you know, what they could bring to the program, and then we'll, you know, make sure that they're right fit, and then we'll proceed. And then let's give uh, you a chance to talk about SunTrust and, uh, like, your involvement in GWBC, why that's so important to you. Well, I've been involved with GWBC for, what, a couple years? A few years? No. More more years? More I don't more know. Than that. More years, yes. But uh, I'm the first vice chair of the board of the GWBC, so I have the awesome opportunity to work with Roz and the rest of the board members. Um, and making sure that the GWBC delivers on all of the um, goals and, and projects and strategies uh, that they put forth. And we just finished our strategic planning uh, meeting. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, interesting and awesome goals that we're trying to achieve as an organization. So I'm so delighted to be able to serve in that capacity as well as uh, being the chair of the Mentor Protégé Committee. And Adam has already been drafted for another I have. year yep. being a mentor. <laughs> yep. So he's Sweet. he's on board again. Thank you, Adam. You're very welcome. Um, as many many of our uh, our uh, mentors for this year have already agreed to be mentors for next mm-hmm. year as well. That's that's a testament to what how powerful the program is. Now, Liddy, why don't you talk about um, SpeedPro a little bit? Tell like who's your ideal customer and what kind of work are you doing in that? Thank community? you. Uh, first of all, uh, SpeedPro Marietta, we are a large format printing company, so we focus from anything from a banner that you might want to print to a vehicle wrap. Uh, we do all things graphics, so whether you uh, from event planning to um, signage needs, we're working on a project that um, companies that are remodeling or moving or creating, um, so they need uh, vinyl on the walls, they need, you know, wall graphics, window graphics, so we do just about anything that uh, has to do with printing. Uh, we can also help people. We partner with some other companies with printing their programs and brochures and things like that. We package all that together uh, for them. But our main focus is on helping them with their uh, large format printing. 
And so, the website? The website is speedpromarietta.com. And then what has been your uh, kind of most rewarding part about being part of the GWBC? Uh, these people right here. Just mm-hmm. the uh, relationships, uh, the uh, the commitment to you being successful. They are always encouraging. They're always looking for ways to help us in our business. Uh, they promote our uh, our company uh, and they're just great people. So just the uh, the organization, uh, the other uh, certified members that are there, we have great relationships. Uh, we've helped each other in learning. And it's just a great opportunity for women to come together and support and promote women in business. Now, any advice for a woman-owned business that's not part of the GWBC? Uh, get certified. Uh, it's, uh, and, and my one advice is get certified and then use the program. Don't get certified thinking that you're going to get a lot of stuff just coming to you and you're just going to sign just by all writing these. A check and yeah. You, think right. you're done. you pay that. I'm certified. So now send me some business. Right. It doesn't uh, work like that. It doesn't work like that. You got to get involved and, uh, you got to be active. You got to, you know, uh, participate in programs. Uh, and then when you do that, it does come. Uh, it, you know, and then know that in business, it takes a while, but, uh, the more women that are in business for themselves that are part of the organization, it just strengthens the organization uh, from the standpoint that there's just more of us that we can get a lot more done. Right. But it's kind of a no-brainer, though, to to be certified. It's a You're, no-brainer for me. Right. I was certified the first year I opened up in business. You right. know, so mm-hmm. um, I don't know any reason why you would not want to. Mm-hmm. Good and, stuff. And one thing, though, so you know, our audience understands about certification. Mm -hmm. It is literally to identify that you own the business Mm -hmm. as a woman-owned business. So we're not certifying your financials. We're not certifying the viability of your business. We're literally certifying that you're at least 51% own, operated, and controlled in running that business. And you can have other women business partners. You can have even males within your business as part of the ownership, as long as they are part of the 49%, mm-hmm. um, you know, of the business. But, you know, one thing I want to say too, um, because, um, companies like SunTrust, um, really understand the value of doing business with diverse suppliers. And more importantly, it's about walking the talk. I'm a firm believer is you can have all the lip service, but are you walking the talk? And Lisa and Adam have been very excellent representatives of that message that comes from a company like SunTrust. Too often our corporations don't get that opportunity either to really talk about what they do do in the community, Mm -hmm. what they do do to help you know, small businesses, women businesses, and minority-owned businesses. And I think that's key more than anything to understand that when you are a customer of these companies, they are reinvesting back in you. They may not touch you personally, but they are touching someone that they can help to grow that community and become engaged. And that's really what it's all about. Mm -hmm. That's really what Mm -hmm. we want, you know, to do. So you hear a lot of us talking about women all the time, right? And because we're a women's organization, but keep in mind, we do have he's for she's and those are men that are involved in our organization. I can attest to that. Like Lee (laughs) and Stone here at Business Radio X. (laughs) Well, um, Great show. Uh, once again, the information here is so important to business owners. Uh, mentoring your business success is real. 
there's ways to do it. And GWBC is doing it every year with folks like SunTrust. Uh, thank you all for being part of the show today. And thank you all for sharing your story. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio.